Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the, the game, game of, of roses. roses. Welcome to the game, game of, of roses. roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and this is no exaggeration. What we have for you today is the most important digging deeper we have ever done. The clips that we are going to be listening to and analyzing from a variety of different podcasts within the nation reveal things about the behind the scenes making of the show, 
what the producers do, their machinations, just how much of everything you watch is actually fake. It reveals more about all of this than anything we have ever done. And it's not just one podcast. We're going we're gonna to start with a little appetizer here that is not about that one clip. Then every other clip that we are going to have out of, we have 11 clips for you. Every other one of these clips is hardcore revelations about some shit in some of these seasons, like very important seasons, very important moments and very important seasons that are entirely fake, that were entirely created by producers that did not ever happen. It is going to blow your mind. And I cannot wait to dig into all of this. What a treat. Yeah. Th- some of this shit was crazy. Here's what we have for you. We're going to have one clip from Talking It Out with Blake Moynes as the guest. That is the only one that is not like super behind the scenes tea kind of stuff. That's your appetizer. That is your appetizer. Then your main course is going to be several clips from a podcast called She's All Batch that's hosted by Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. They are getting an array of guests that is astounding. This is kind of a new-ish Bachelor podcast, and they're just killing it. Their podcasts are so good. And then we're going to have some episodes from a Reality Steve episode that came out on October 28th with very special guests, Courtney Robertson Preciado. That's right. The villain queen of season 16 went on this podcast with Reality Steve and the shit she was talking about, it's not stuff from her book. It's stuff that she's just remembering now about her season and what they did. It's All of this shit is absolutely insane. So thank you guys for joining us. And if you've listened to a Digging Deeper before, you know how this works. We're going to play clips from all these podcasts. Then we are going to talk about those clips. This is... Digging deeper. All right, here we go. This is the first clip. This is from November 24th, 2021. It is an episode of Talking It Out. That is, of course, an official Bachelor Nation podcast hosted by Brian Abasolo and Mike Johnson. Their very special guest was Blake Moynes, fresh off his breakup with Katie Thurston. Here we go. Here's this clip. Bro, you got three relationships with uh, three beautiful women. All in the last 12 months. I think your heart needs a break, but can, answer this rumor for me. Are you going to be the next Bachelor? No. I am in no way prepared to go through meeting 30 women, especially after all that. You know, I think my ego's hurt right now. You know, I, I, I feel like an idiot with how things kind of played out when you're so sure about something and you feel like you found your rock to all of a sudden be able to turn turn that rock and, and try to find another one, you know, within the time frame that we have. No. Will I, will I over time when I'm ready, start to trickle out and start dating again in the real world? Yes. Because I'm trying to find my person. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not going to wait to get to paradise and not date anyone until paradise. Then also I'm ready again. No, when I'm ready in the real world, I'll start dating in the real world. And I hopefully will find my person. I'm not thinking about a show. It, it seems hectic to me and exhausting. And so I'll be dating in the real world when I'm ready. And I don't know when that will be. Watch out. Civilians of the North. I I mean, can you imagine being Blake <laughs> Moines? You're the most recent ring winner. And now you're just going to be out in the gen pop digging around in what bars going to friends parties. Animal preservation get togethers. 
Is it going to be that? Like when he's saying dating in the real world, first of all, well, let's let's just break this down. He's not going to be the bachelor. So mm-hmm. we now know that. So we can speculate about who is going to be bachelor mm. season 27 all we want. I'm so sorry, Clues. This means your prediction's officially not true. But I was close. Let's let's say I was very close. They're talking about whether or not he's going to be the bachelor on an official Bachelor Nation podcast. I feel like I came very close to this. Yeah, that's halfway there. And he was a ring winner. Ring winner, crown, mm-hmm. top four. Those are all similar. But the idea <laughs> here that Blake Moynes is going to just be dating the general population, I think is absurd. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fielding millions of DMs. He's just going to find somebody like Nick Vial did in that way, I think. Is that dating in the real world? I mean, I guess it is, but... The real world is DMs now. Clues. 2021. I know. Look, you're... Obviously, I'm I'm very progressive when it comes to my views on technology, especially social media, obviously. Yes, I have noticed that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that dating in the real world requires you to put in some effort, find someone, have those conversations. He's never going to have to put in that effort. It is going to be a tidal mm. wave of people coming at him saying, hey, I want to go out with you. I saw you on this season, blah, 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 blah. And to find uh-huh. anyone who's approaching him that doesn't know who he is, that hasn't seen The Bachelor, or doesn't at least know that he won the ring and was in this very public relationship and all this shit, I think will be impossible for him. I don't think it will be impossible. I mean, he's from the North. Maybe The Bachelor is not as popular in Canada. I actually have no idea. Is it? I think I think he is more popular in Canada than he is here. If you look at what Jillian Harris did, for example. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, she is the only player from the pre-Instagram era who has over a million followers. And I think it's because when you do something on the American Bachelor and then you live in Canada or you're Canadian or whatever, I think you're so much more famous in Canada than you are here. You're right. Speed agree. I remember I was looking at a Wikipedia article about the town that that either Raven or Tia was from. And she was listed as like the most famous person from that town. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. Of course. And I think there's there's long been a tradition of Canadians coming to America in a wide variety of entertainment aspects, singers, actors, all that kind of stuff. And they get famous here. And then when they go back to Canada, they're like national treasures. It's not even remotely the same. I have some friends who have done this. Like Drake. Drake kind of transcends. Drake, Justin Bieber, Jim Carrey. There are some who transcend. Uh, Mike Myers, I would even throw into that category potentially. But like, take uh, Buble, Michael Buble. Buble. <laughs> Buble is here like a, a kind of known singer who had his moment in the sun. In Canada, this motherfucker uh-huh. is like the president. There's statues. He's on every show all the time. He's constantly being talked about. Buble is their god. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did not know this. Look, I've never been to the North, so I don't oh. know, but I believe you. I've spent some time there. Uh-huh. At any rate, we we wish Blake Moynes all the best. He's not going to be the bachelor. He's going to be dating general population people. I I question that, but who do you think is going to be Bachelor 27 now? This has fallen through. I don't think it's Michael Olio, just based on that one picture he posted of himself shirtless. It seemed like too much of a thirst trap. If you're going to be The Bachelor, you're not posting shit like that. See, that picture made me think he was because I was like, oh, he's getting jacked. 
Why would you get jacked if you're not going to be The Bachelor? Get jacked. Fine. But why are you posting that shit on your Instagram? They're going to give you a whole fucking 10-minute shirtless montage in the first episode. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're so right. You wouldn't show the goods before your big premiere. Exactly. Mm. I think you're laying low. I think his name was on a short list and they told him it was possible and he started working out and then they're like, you're not The Bachelor. And he's like, well, fuck, I did all this. Here's a picture of it. Okay, well, who is it then? I don't fucking know. There has been some talk that it might be The Horse. The Horse? Blake Horstman. Shut up. Uh, Yeah, I've heard that rumor. I've seen it in the forums. I've been around. Oh my God, I would love that. I know. That would be mind-blowing. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. But if it is, I I, I don't know. I feel like that is probably not going to happen either just because of what his relationship is with the show and how he's very vocally said that it was bad for his mental health. I don't think he would throw himself back into that fire. Uh, But I think so many people would watch that season. Pay him the money. Yeah. Do it. Give him a million. I think, you know, there's a good shot. It could be back-to-back Clayton. Season 26 and 27, both. Stop. (laughs) It's... I am the ultimate Viking. I am the ultimate Viking. Uh, <laughs> you think they would go back to back, Clayton? Yeah, all they need to do is get Jaylene to make that choice because, as we know, the children select the bachelor now. So you just got to get some child army members in there to be like, we need Clayton two in a row. Oh, my God. There's going to be a whole intro montage with Jaylene being like, we we just got to make this work. He's the best guy ever. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know who the bachelor is going to be now. You know, maybe they'll dig deep. Maybe they'll go back to a Peter Krause or something. I could see something like that maybe happening, you know? They've always wanted the Krauss. Taking from the old era. It's just like those, the people from that era are just, they're more interesting. I don't know why it is, but everybody who's come out of the bubble seasons, in my opinion, is like, there's just a little, they don't have the polish. They don't have the shine like those players in that past era did. The Paradise era players are it, in my opinion. In terms of like mm-hmm. who we're interested in as a fourth audience. I mean, why not bring in people who were big during the time the show was big? Totally. Maybe bring back some of that audience who dropped off. Absolutely. Or, you know, we, we've talked about this. I don't know if this would ever happen, but Tyler Cameron is your best choice. Danny Padilla. Danny Padilla is your second best choice after Tyler Cameron. <laughs> Pay him a million. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was our first clip, and now we're about to really get into some shit here. Oh my god, that was just the appetizer, I forgot. That was just the appetizer, talking about The Bachelor. These next clips, we have one, two, three, four, five, six clips from She's All Batch from November 18th, 2021, hosted by Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. Their very special guest was Kristen Whitney, a.k.a. Scallop Scallop Fingers. Fingers. We all remember her. She was on BIP. They made horrible jokes about her, called her scallop fingers. All kinds of shit happened to this woman. And she goes on this fucking podcast and tells things that I just, I can't believe she said all this shit. Definitely off contract vibes, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And I feel like we're getting, especially Uh the clips that we'll get to with Courtney Robertson after this as well. There seems to be this window now forming where these players, once they're out of the game for like a few years, 
they just let it all come out. And so here's the first clip. In this clip, she discusses a group date and basically how the group, the specific group date worked on her season, how the producers did what they did and manufactured things that never happened or removed things that did. So here we go. Here's the first clip. Yeah. So they didn't show that you got the group date, Rose, right? Because that was the whole- No, you're right. They cut it out. The, they so cut it out. That's what I wanted to ask you about because like your role on that season, I feel like you're most known from Nick's season as the girl that Liz confided in for yeah. her, mm-hmm. her secret of yeah. that she slept with Nick prior to the yep. show. Yes, so, that was that was the MO. They didn't show. So I like one of the group dates. I like won the um, challenge too, which was stand up comedy with him. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they didn't show any of that really. Oh, okay. Weird. They just so, pick and choose like whatever fits their storyline after they film everything. She won a stand up comedy group date that we didn't see. Correct. And as she literally said, the producers just pick and choose whatever fits their storyline. This thematically is what this entire Digging Deeper is about. The producers manufacture this entire thing. They don't show you important moments. And as we're going to get to, they straight manufacture other things that literally never happened. And this perfectly illustrates that what you're watching at the very least is highly manipulated, if not outright completely produced like a scripted TV show. None of it is Mm -hmm. real. That is what we're learning from these clips. None of what you see in that show is real, which means all of the death threats that these villains get are completely unwarranted. These people are not villains. They're in a weird game being manipulated by producers for whatever reasons they want to manipulate them. Yeah. And we're going to find out some of those reasons as well as we get into some more of these clips. (laughs) I just couldn't fucking believe this. But this, I thought, was a good little... It's an entree. This is the after the appetizer. This is when you get maybe uh-huh. like your first glass of wine. That's what this is at the meal. And you're starting to feel good. Like, oh, Ooh, it's starting to get a little spicy. Yeah, it's getting a little spicy. The producers are picking and choosing. So now in this next clip, Kristen Whitney is going to reveal how much the producers actually orchestrate as she's describing an interaction she had with Liz Sandoz that season, who was the player that Vial had a romantic encounter with. Of course prior to the season. So here we go. This one's a doozy. So with this Liz saga, is there something that we didn't see on TV? Because it shows you and her like at the pool and you're the only one Mm -hmm. that that we see her confiding in and you're just Mm -hmm. kind of like asking her all the questions. Was that set up? Like, did anyone tell you like, hey, go over here and... Yeah, ask her these questions. No way. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were like, basically like Liz has something she wants to tell you. It was so, it was just so orchestrated. Wow. And then one of the conversations they filmed between her and I to make it look like her and I were talking, a producer pulled me aside who had befriended me and like gone out of her way to be like, you're my girl. We're buddies. Like I'm assigned to you, blah, blah, blah. And so she pulls me aside and she's like, wait, come here. She's like, so tell me about um, Nick. And we talk about Nick the whole time, like Mm -hmm. nothing about Liz. And then she pulled Liz aside in the exact same spot and had her sit on the opposite side. And then they talk about uh, who knows what, I don't even remember what their conversation was about. And they edited it together to look like Liz and I were talking. Oh my God. Yup. Beautiful. I mean, the artistry of shooting a scene from one side and then from another. I mean, 
We do that in scripted TV all the time. Yes, this is what she's talking about here is the producer sat on a couch with her. She, let's say, just for sake of argument, Kristen Whitney was sitting on the left side of the couch. The producer was sitting on the right. They got her to say all these things that they wanted her to say. Then the producer moved to the left side of the couch and they had Liz Sandoz come and sit on the right. Then they got her to say Mm -hmm. all the things they wanted to say. And then they cut it together to make it look like Liz Sandoz and Kristen Whitney were having a conversation that literally never happened. And I don't remember the exact specifics of that conversation, but I believe they kind of tried to angle it to make Chris and Whitney look like a villain a little bit. They kind of made her look like the mean one in that conversation, if I remember correctly. But this is, I mean, at this point, anything you now see in the show, you must assume this is possible because we have here Mm -hmm. firsthand account of somebody who had it happen to them. They will manufacture anything they want. And in order to get those conversations, the producers are pre-writing them. They're off saying, oh, fuck, we need a conversation between Chris and Whitney and Liz Sandoz, and here's kind of how it needs to go. So they will then write questions that will get Chris and Whitney and Liz Sandoz to say the lines they need, and then they just cut it together. And much of it, I would also assume, not much of it, but some of it, they're playing off face. So they can string together two mm-hmm. or three different syllables or sentences or whatever from anything they've gotten and play it on the face of the other person reacting. None of this is fucking real. It's so funny because you and I study this and talk about this type of thing all the time. But this specific technique of like filming one half of the conversation and then the other, like I had never conceived that that might be something that they possibly do. But of course they do. It makes total sense. This is the tip of the ice. Wait till we get to some of the Courtney Robertson shit about what they did during her season to manufacture things that literally never happened. It this shit is fucking mind blowing. I'm I'm telling you what we have in this episode. Did she not even win the ring? (laughs) We'll get to it. But what we have in this episode (laughs) is it is the best collection of clips that illustrate how fake all of this truly is. I cannot wait to dig into the rest of this. So in this next clip, Kristen Whitney is talking about her psychological state within the show and really what it does to you if you try to go against the producers. This one is fucking crazy. Here we go. If you want to hear that clip, and you do, and all the rest of the clips that we're playing in the rest of this episode, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit where you get to hear the rest of this episode, where you get access to over 30 other such episodes that we have done, where you get access to all of our live pregame shows, including the ones we've already done. All the videos of them are in our Patreon And you get access to all the creatures of the weekend. You get access to all the weird videos that I throw in there from YouTube that I find of the history of reality television and funny clips from old seasons of The Bachelor and all kinds of stuff. And perhaps most importantly, you get access to our Discord where you can join the growing community of other people down here at the bottom of the pit with us talking about all kinds of Bachelor stuff, talking about aliens, squirrels, whatever, all kinds of weird conversations. And you can also submit your screams through that Discord channel. 
And those are the screams that we play at the end of our screams from the pit on every This Week in Bachelor Nation. But again, this episode we just did today is astounding. Once we get to the Courtney Robertson clips, Jesus Christ, some of the stuff she is talking about in terms of the lengths that the producers went to to manufacture things in her season that literally never happened and the lengths they go to to get what they want while at the same time completely undermining the premise of the show, which is to help people find love. And the things they're doing are obviously very contradictory to that. So we hope that you will go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses and join us in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in. Dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit, you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit, there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, (laughs) and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. 
Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 